Welcome to The Real Deal, the podcast where we have honest conversations about leadership, mindset, and real estate with first gens. I'm your host, Wendy Acosta, and I'm a first gen myself. In this podcast, I'll share with you my journey, my challenges, my successes, and my failures. I'll also interview other first gens who are making an impact in the leadership and real estate industry and beyond. Whether you're a first gen or not, you'll find valuable insights, tips, and inspiration in this podcast. So sit back and enjoy the real deal. Hola, amigas. I'm so glad that you guys are joining me again. Today's episode will be specifically addressed to those of you strong-minded Latinas who are ready to start businesses. I will be talking about what it means to be an entrepreneur and the challenges that we face being mothers and raising a family and building a business. I will tell you, this is something that I think a lot of us don't talk about and we don't really hear about the upcoming phase of a business. We usually always see somebody either online or already fully thriving. And we always assume that they've had it easy and that it was no, you know, it was not a challenge for them that there were no obstacles because they're being successful. They look good. Their business is thriving and we get intimidated because when we're starting our own businesses and we find it really challenging, we tend to give up because we compare ourselves to a business that's already, you know, on full thriving and when we see these businesses, we want to be able to grow ourselves up to that point. But then we start to go through these different challenges and we were scared to continue to move on because we think it's us that we're the only ones going through it. So I wish a whole lot more of the online businesses and like the coaching and like all these other real estate and there's so much online now marketing i wish they would show more of their upcoming face and any type of business actually because it will help motivate a lot more people to understand the process of starting a business it's something that we have to talk about because especially if we're mommypreneurs we are put in a whole different category because our full-time job is our kids it's our family and that's something that i always say even now when i get asked what i do and what my profession is i always say i work part-time and my full-time job is raising my children because that's what my main focus is and i think that if we all just come together and address these obstacles that are going to be there because we're put at a maybe at a little bit less at a disadvantage less of an advantage than other entrepreneurs who are you know are single <laughs> don't have kids you know coming out of college uh with a open mind um you know we're maybe at a little 
disadvantage, but that's okay because I heard this at church and they said, your disadvantage is your advantage. And I couldn't completely bring that into sense. And then as I started thinking more and more about it throughout the day, I knew what they meant. And I'll talk to you guys about what that means. Being entrepreneurs and raising children, we're already at a category where we know how to be supportive. We have skills being moms. We have multitasking skills. So we know how to multitask because we have to do it on our everyday activities with our kids. So we're multitaskers, we're big supporters, and we are compassionate. And I think that these specific skills put us at our advantage. We are we already know what it is to work hard. So we have an advantage. We have the advantage to be able to lead others and become leaders because that's literally what it means to start a business. You have to be a leader. You have to be able to be supportive, multitask. Hey, we do that every day. So let's put these skills to work, you know, and we are definitely put at a higher advantage than a lot of other people. So that's how I see it. Um, I think another obstacle would be maybe not having the support from your partner, your spouse, or your parents, anybody who you would expect to be in your corner. We tend to assume that they're going to understand what our vision is. They're going to understand what our goals are. And it's not necessarily always like that. Sometimes they don't really understand what you're doing and that's okay. I have learned that there's no one that's going to be there cheering for you. I mean, I think that if there is, that's awesome. I mean, you need somebody cheering on you. And I think this is what we'll talk about next, which is building a community of support. A lot of the times you accomplish something and you feel really proud, whether that be, you know, just registering your business as an LLC, registering um, a website or anything, you know, anything that you do for yourself to start up your business, um, anything is an accomplishment. And I think we have to acknowledge those accomplishments because it's so important for you to stay motivated and you stay motivated through these accomplishments. But I have noticed that life in life in general, overall, we want to be cheered on and we're not. <laughs> we don't get a big applause. We don't, you know, it's just another day when you accomplish something, you may share it with someone and you want to feel acknowledged. You want to be um, seen as somebody that, that that's capable. And um, we all want that. We want that encouragement. And we don't get it at home, unfortunately, sometimes. You just don't expect it, guys. <laughs> Do it for you guys. You accept and acknowledge your accomplishments. And celebrate them. Celebrate your own accomplishments. No one else is going to do that for you. That's another big one that I've realized. Like, I'm not going to be cheered on. I have to cheer myself. And I want to be around a community that's going to cheer me up as well. So 
Which leads me into another topic, which is surrounding yourself with a community who is going to support you. Um, people out there um, that are doing the same thing. It's crazy because sometimes we feel like we're the only ones starting a business or wanting to take a risk. And um, when you start to network and you start to tell people about what you're doing, you start to find people who are on the same boat as you are and you start to find that support. And for one reason or another, you just, you, you know, you build a little community, you know who to go to or um, find somebody online or a group online. And that's crucial. I think, you know, that, that just kind of keeps you going because you know that you're not the only one facing these challenges every day. So for you mommypreneurs, I understand what you're going through. I know that at some point you will have the mommy guilt. The mom guilt is pretty much just that feeling that you get from not being able to spend your time with your children when you're trying to build a business up. And I personally have experienced that you know, when I quit, well, not quit, I'm still at my healthcare job um, part-time. But when I cut back from full-time to part-time, I assumed I was going to be able to spend more time with my kids, which is the reason why I'm doing all of this. Um, and then I never realized how much, well, how hard, but how much time consuming it was going to be to, um, to run my own business. It's definitely very time consuming. There's a lot of times when I have to, um, I have to maybe close the door or tell the kids to give me silence because I'm either trying to focus on what I'm doing. I'm either on a phone call, Zoom call, or in a class, and I have to establish those boundaries with them, with the entire family, pretty much. So communication is big, communicating what you're doing to your children, to your spouse, to everyone that lives with you about what you're doing. And that pretty much brings clarity to everyone. And you'll be surprised how your kids react when you tell them that you're working. I mean, you're working from home. I'm working from home. You kind of establish a little area for yourself. And, um, you know, once they see that, they'll understand. But that mom guilt um, is normal. It's part of the process. We want to be able to spend more time with our kids. And if we really start to think about why we are doing this it'll it'll you know it'll relieve a little bit of that mom guilt you you're building up more than just a business you are building a generational wealth a generational accomplishment something that's going to go down in generations that they're going to be able to know wow you know this was for me and and this is something that you will be able to pass down to your children, you know, to your grandchildren. You're building something much bigger than a business. So um, that has helped me realize that I'm doing this for them. I think that mommy guilt was definitely more when I would work my very stressful job from nine to five every day, come home exhausted, draining, 
just no energy to even take care of them. <laughs> I would come home sometimes just completely knocked out because I was burnt out by the end of the day. And I feel different now. This mom guilt is not as bad because now I know and I bring myself together to think, oh, wow, I'm building this for me. I'm doing this for everyone in the family. And this is something that's mine and it's special. And and everybody understands once you, you let them know. So that's a way to kind of alleviate that mommy, that mommy guilt, which, you know, the little sacrifices that we have to do, which will be big payoffs in the future. So just to kind of piggyback off of all of that, I want to share just some things that I started changing um, in my daily routines when I was uh, very serious about um, my business and the startup phase, which demanded more time of me. The way I found time, I'll share with you guys in just a minute, because it was challenging to be able to hustle the kids, um, my my job, it was, you know, activities after school, appointments, it's a lot. Coming home, cooking, you know, all the responsibilities that we have as moms, wives, and our professions. I had to figure out what was going to work for me. So I found a good way to um, stick to a routine, which is in the morning. It's so essential to be, be aware of your morning routine and your evening routine as well. And then everything else in the middle kind of comes together. But I will give you guys um, just, just some ways, some areas um, to identify, to be able to make more time, um, use your time more efficiently. So this will give you time to focus on you, time to focus on your business. All of these steps that I'm about to share really helped me. So one of them was Cut your time wasters. I started cutting Netflix. I stopped. I mean, I just, I love Netflix. Um, There's so many good shows on Netflix. I don't think I've sat down to watch Netflix in a long time. Well, actually, no, I did. But usually if, if I sit down and watch Netflix, I'm very aware that I do have that time. Um, usually it's like on the weekend with when I'm with my kids, I'll sit down and watch, um, you know, I just this the bonding moment that we we have. And it's very special because that's what we like to do. We like to sit down and like watch shows together. Um, but, you know, cutting back on those time was wasters, which, um, you know, they say the average person watches more than seven hours of TV every day. And um they spend a lot of time on their phone, social media, and I'm guilty of that. I mean, I used to sit down on my phone and just scroll, scroll, scroll through just irrelevant stuff. And I realized that, you know, I'm not even like a big social media person myself. I would never really share a whole lot of my life. Um, and social media has its advantages if you use it to your benefit. Now I'm realizing that because I'm at a completely different phase now with social media. I used to reject it, not want it. I didn't think it was useful, but now I think I think the other way around. Just 
just being aware of your time on social media. Is it being, is it something that you are gaining something? I mean, is it giving you, are you benefiting from sitting and watching what you're watching on social media and TV? So, um, and then replace, uh, replace it with the things that move you towards where you want to be. So to me, that was reading. Um, I started re replacing a lot of that with reading and, um, that really just shows you the intensity of how you pursue something defines the direction that you're gonna go. So another thing that was really difficult for me that I, I knew I had to learn to be able to do was saying no. I never knew how to say no. I mean, anybody would come up to me and at, at work or I don't know if anybody needed anything of me and they wanted me to either cover for them, do something for them, drive them somewhere. I don't know anything. I would always say yes. I would always say yes, I can I can do it. And even though I knew I, you know, I would be rushing, I would be stressing. I, you know, even if I knew I didn't have the time, um, I had to recognize that I couldn't do everything. I couldn't do everything. I had to be able to say no to a lot of things to be able to just say yes to me, to myself. And um, I had to turn a lot of people around and tell them, no, I can't cover for you. You know, I have things to do and, you know, prioritize my time. So that was something that I had to really learn <laughs> to engrave in myself. That was that was hard. I, I'm a yes person that when it comes to, you know, saying yes to people because I, I like to help people I like to please people all the time but then I realized like it's draining myself like I'm just constantly tired and so I had to I had to manage my time wisely um I think if you allow yourself to say no you will say yes more to your priorities and investing in your business and yourself so the last thing I want to share with you mommypreneurs that are trying to juggle everything that this I think will help you is planning the week ahead and adjusting it every day. So adjusting daily, uh, but making a list of your, you know, your things that you're, your to-do list um, every day, making a to-do list, um, but plan your week ahead. So like on Sunday night, sit down, think about what you have to take care of for the week. Um, I know I bought a big board <laughs> and we hang it like right here, right in, in the kitchen where we, everybody can see what's going on every week. Um, we list everything. This is not new, but you guys list um, appointments, activities. Um, and then on the side, there's a today I don't know. These boards really come in handy. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I'm a visual person. A lot of in my kids, a lot of the times <laughs> are visual persons. So it really has helped us stay organized and it has helped me stay organized. Um, but then you, you adjust your to-do list every day. So every day in the morning, look at your to-do list for the day and think about the most important thing that you need to do. To be able to grow your business, you have to prioritize the time and spend that time in your business. So that would be number one for me is prioritizing what you have to do that day. Um, you have to just be more, be more intentional with showing up for your business because that's the only way that you're really gonna 
get it to um, kick off. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that just the big thing is just planning everything out. The big rocks is what I call them. What are the big rocks of the week? Put those out in the calendar. I also went and I bought like one of these planners from Target and um, I made sure it was one that I, I liked. I, there were so many and one that was big enough where I could, you know, write a lot of stuff in and, you know, it came with tabs and stickers and you make it colorful and everything. Just make it fun because you're going to be looking at it every day. So I went and got one of those. It really has helped me stay organized and establish a good schedule uh, for my business because I know how much time I'm going to have to spend on each category and when I have phone calls and um, just it has helped me stay organized and I think that is definitely what I recommend for you ladies as well invest in a good planner and start organizing your schedule and prioritizing your time and very lastly guys um, this will be the last thing I'll share with you guys is to be able to treat every day differently I think as moms, we are used to always having a like a set, um, like a set mindset of how our day is gonna go, and this is the way that um, that we plan for it. Sometimes, like I said, with planning ahead, it does kind of help you stay on track. But if you start to see every day differently based on what you have going on every day, you'll see that you're just going to have to adjust during the week to have these changes because every day is not going to be the same and that's okay. <laughs> There's days when you're going to have to squeeze in your child's appointment in and maybe cut back on whatever you have scheduled um, for the day. You may have to take a sick child to the doctor, pick up somebody from school because something happened or take the dog to the vet, anything. And if you start to see every day as, okay, today is Monday and Monday is done. Tomorrow is Tuesday. Tomorrow is not going to be the same as Monday. Tuesday may bring more challenges. Tuesday, I may skip out on cooking dinner. That's okay. <laughs> you know, um, just seeing it in that aspect as far as um, every day has to be treated differently. Today, I'm going to put more hours of work. Today, I'm going to um, wake up earlier because I have an appointment. So to squeeze in that time, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. Or I'm going to go to bed later in the day because I'm cooking dinner tonight. Tonight, I am, you know, if it's Wednesday, okay, I'm going to cook dinner tonight. So I'm going to squeeze in my hour of work right after dinner. So I'm going to stay up later. And we can't just assume that every day we're going to be consistent all the time because that's how we're going to, we're going to just struggle. We're going <laughs> to be burnt out much quicker. So assume that every day is going to be different and face it that way and face every week that way. Um... So I hope all of this kind of makes sense to you guys. It really has helped me see things a whole lot different um, as far as starting up my business and organizing my schedule and raising a family. You know, us strong Latinas, like I said, we come from a background where we have 
strong worth ethic and our our ancestors um, kind of paved the way for us to be the way that we are. And hey, let's go out there and kill it, girls. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna hustle through. We can manage it. Anything is possible as long as we set our mind into it. I hope you guys have a good weekend. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to The Real Deal Podcast with me, Wendy Acosta. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and learned something valuable that you can apply to your own life and business. If you like this podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite platform. It really helps me reach more people and share my message. You can also follow me on social media and visit my website for more resources and tips on how to become a successful real estate leader. Until next time, remember you are the real deal and you have what it takes to achieve your goals. Stay positive, stay focused, and stay tuned for the next episode of the Wendy Acosta Real Deal podcast. Bye for now.